Hey friends, welcome to Kingdom Insight. This is a program that where we bring you the Word of God. The Word that empowers, builds you up. The Word that revives your spirit and brings you back to where God originally designed you to be a man and a woman of valor. Shalom and welcome to this week's program, Kingdom Insight. This is uh, your evangelist, evangelist, Dr. Kazumba Charles. I love bringing the word of God to, you know, to many people uh, because it's the word of God that has uh, transformed my life. Uh, many years ago, I made a choice to go and study the word of God at uh, Faith Alive Bible College uh, here in Canada. And my life has never been the same ever since because uh, my desire and my passion is uh, to learn the word of God and to understand what the word of God is for and why God empowers us to do what we are called to do. On this program today, I want to share a very important topic, the purpose of the Holy Spirit. What is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? Why has God given us the Holy Spirit? Because when we understand the purpose of the Holy Spirit, it's very easy for us to understand how we can move in the power of the Holy Spirit. And what, and what it takes to be connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. Many people want to do greater things in life, but they are not connected to the source of the kingdom of God, which is the power of God. And the power of God is connected to the Holy Spirit. You got to have the Holy Spirit in you. You got to be in the Holy Spirit. You got to let the, he, the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, manifest in your life. First of all, be in your life and manifest in your life. Uh, like I say, you know, uh, we just came back from a, a, a very powerful topic, I mean, a very powerful trip in uh, in Africa where we saw God transform lives in uh, Kenya as well as uh, in Zambia. We saw God touch lives at the Crusades, but it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to transform a life. Now, I will take you step by step. As we look at the purpose of the Holy Spirit, how you can move in the power of God or in the power of the Holy Spirit and what it takes to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't just move in the power of the Holy Spirit if you're not connected with God and you don't have fellowship with him. I want to take you to the book of Acts chapter 19 verse 1 through to 20. I like this scripture a lot because uh, in this scripture we're going to see quite a lot of things that are very important and crucial to understanding first of all how we can connect to the power of God as well as the purpose of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 19 verse 1 we begin in uh, verse 1 there. Uh, 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 here is uh, the word of God. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions and came to Ephesus. He found some disciples and asked them this question. Look, the moment Paul finds the disciples, he's going to ask them a question. And I like this question a lot. But hold on a little bit because uh, this 
scripture here and uh, the account we are looking about uh, we're looking at is very very important look the question Paul asked these disciples he says uh, did you receive the Holy Spirit why is Paul all of a sudden he knows these people they got the Word of God and he asked them this question did you receive the Holy Spirit now in our modern religious uh, uh, you know, atmosphere, we feel receiving the Holy Spirit is only limited to speaking in tongues. Or to, you know, just to speaking in tongues. Most of the times we limit God and we limit the power of the Holy Spirit to just speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is just an evidence of having the Spirit of God in you. It goes beyond that. There is a purpose to why God would fill us with His Spirit. Now look here, He's going to ask them this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said no. They told him, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Uh, he continues, then what baptism were you baptized with? He asked them. Uh, with John's baptism, they said. Paul said, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, telling the people that they should believe in the one who'd come after him, that is, in Jesus when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his, his, his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began to speak in other language. This was good. So here Paul is telling the people that they needed the Holy Spirit. And when telling them, first of all, telling the people that they should believe in the one who should come after him, that is in Jesus. So he's giving them the purpose here. Yes, they did spoke in another language, which was just the evidence of uh, the Holy Spirit coming upon them. But there was much more to the Holy Spirit. It wasn't for them to just feel good of the Spirit of God coming upon them. We have a trend in the world where, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes or we go to uh, uh, to a conference and the, the power of God is moving and the, the people, you know, the glory of God is filled in the room and we feel the, the, the warmth of the Holy Spirit. We lay down, we dance, but unfortunately, unfortunately, many of us, we stay right there to the feelings of the goodness of the Holy Spirit. That was not the purpose for God sending the Holy Spirit. Yes, you can feel good. Yes, you can feel motivated. Yes, you can feel so, so happy when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You can roll on the carpet. There's no problem with that. You can speak in tongues. There's no problem with that. But there is a purpose after you have done all that. And Paul is going to continue here. He tells them, uh, uh, when they heard this, they were baptized. So he baptized them uh, uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. And they began to speak in other languages and to prophesy. Now, there were about 12 men in all. Now, here is the interesting part. Then he entered, this is Paul now, he entered the synagogue and spoke boldly over a period of three months, engaging in discussion and trying to persuade them about the things. Things of the kingdom of God.
But when some became ardent and wouldn't believe, slandering the way in front of the crowd, he withdrew from them and made separately with the disciples, conducting discussions every day in the lecture hall of Tyrus. Now, here Paul first he withdrew with, you know, with his disciples. He began to teach them. He begins to tell them, you know, the, the, the purpose of uh, the Holy Spirit, the purpose of what they have received is to go out there and proclaim the good news news of the kingdom and um and here it will continue. And this went on for two years so that all the inhabitants of Asia, uh, both Jews and Greeks, heard the message about the Lord. So the Holy Spirit that had come upon them, it gave them the strength, it gave them the, the stability. You got to look at the context here because uh, the environment where they are in, it's an environment where persecution was, uh, was rampant. So they needed the Holy Spirit to have the courage, to have the determination, to have, uh, you know, the stability to push through persecution and proclaim the good news of the kingdom. Uh, we're going to continue here. God was performing now. We are still in the book of Acts chapter 1. God was performing extraordinary miracles by Paul's hands. Now, Paul was performing these miracles through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible records that God was performing extraordinary miracles by Paul's hands so that even first cloth or an handkerchief uh, or, or work aprons that had touched his skin were brought to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirit came out of them. Now, it's very interesting. The anointing upon Paul's life was so, so, you know, tangible. It was so intense. It was so powerful such that uh, 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 you just pray for a cloth and you send that cloth. Now, remember, this is not the method of the, the only method that God does miracles because we got a problem in the world today people are trying to sell anointing oil they're trying to sell cloth uh some cloth of some kind so that you can go and buy those clothes and uh, have your healing healing does not come from any cloth healing comes from god here it is just a demonstration of uh, how anointed paul was how the holy spirit upon his life if it touched anything and you took that thing to somebody they got healed it's not the formula for God's healing. So if you have been deceived to go and buy those, you know, clothing, to go and buy all those holy water, forget about it. Tend to God. Look to God. Retain to God. It's only God who heals. There is no any other way. God will heal. Yes, we can pray for, you know, for, for any water or any solution to get your healing if God instructs us to do so, but it's not the formula. God's power is not not in those holy altar you are being deceived to buy. God's power is by connecting to the source of the power, which is the Holy Spirit. We'll continue. I will break this one down to you so that you understand the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And when you understand the purpose of the Holy Spirit, you will understand how you can move uh, forward in life, how you can move in His power and do miraculous things around the world. So here, uh, we continue. Uh, the, the same. The, 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 then some of the Jewish. Now look at this. Now it changes. So there are some religious leaders or religious, you know, uh, pastors, if you can, you, if you like, who had seen the miracles that Paul was performing. They had seen the power of it. 
And these were magicians. Now they began to envy the power that was in Paul. Now they're going to try and do the same where they are. It gets interesting. Now, this is why I'm saying you can't have the power of the Holy Spirit if you are not connected to God himself through fellowship with him. Then here it goes. It says, uh, then some of the Jewish exorcists, Oh, if you like magicians, attempted to pronounce the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. Now, look at this. They're going to use the same formula. They are using the name of Jesus. They're going to use the name of Jesus Christ to try and do what? And uh, cast out the devils. Now, it, it's very interesting when I look at this scripture because uh, it, it tells me this, that somebody can claim anything in the name of Jesus Christ, and yet they are not connected to Jesus Christ. They won't see what God really wants to do. Just because you mention the name of Jesus Christ doesn't mean you are connected to the depth of the heart and the spirit and the character and the nature of Jesus Christ. That's what these magicians are going to try to do. They want to use the name of Jesus Christ to try and do something they are not even connected to do. Look at this. It says, uh, it says uh, they attempted to pronounce the name of Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I command you by, by the Jesus that Paul preaches. Now, these were seven signs of Siva. Uh, the, uh, seven signs of Siva. Siva was a, a Jewish priest. And, uh, you know, his signs, they want to use the name of Jesus Christ. They are not connected to the name. They are not connected to the name through fellowship. They are not connected to the name through knowing Jesus Christ or surrendering to Jesus Christ and allowing him to be their influence. But they're going to try and use his name to try and cast out the devils. We are seeing this trend all over the world. As I travel in African countries, they are so-called uh, you know, miracle workers, pastors, or prophets who are not even connected to God himself. They go and get these powers of a magic to try and deceive the people so that they can make money. They, their, their goal is popularity. But the kingdom of God isn't about being popular. The kingdom of God is about preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. Yes, I believe in miracles. Miracles happen every day. Our God is a God of miracles. But let me tell you, don't be deceived by certain miracles just because somebody claims they are from God doesn't mean they are connected to God. This is what we are seeing here. Uh, um uh, let's continue here. Uh, the sons of Siva, they begin to, to do what? To try and cast out that devil. They said, then the evil spirit answered them. It wasn't the people who were, you know, uh, uh, the people who were with Paul or the Christians who noticed this. It was the evil spirits themselves. Look what they did to them. I know Jesus, the evil spirits say to these uh, sons of Siva. I know Jesus and I recognize Paul. Why does these uh, evil spirit says, I know, I, re I know Jesus and I recognize uh, Paul. The reason why these evil spirits are able to say that, it's because they understand the power behind Paul. Uh, Paul and the power of the anointing that was in Jesus. The difference between Jesus and the religious leaders of that day was the spirit of God that was in Jesus.
Jesus had a different spirit. He had the spirit of the living God. He had the anointing upon his life. That's why he performed miracles. He healed the sick. That was the difference between the religious leaders who were empty, cold, and they never had even the spirit of God in them. Jesus had the spirit and the heart of God. Paul, as he was preaching here, we looked in the scripture, how he did extraordinary miracles he, did, he performed extraordinary miracles. That was the mark that God had marked upon him, the Spirit of God. Look, just because you are a Christian, it doesn't mean much. You got to have the fire of God in you. You got to have the Spirit of God. That is the difference between those who are called to be the children of God and those who are still in the world. They got to be a difference. When the people see me in the world, they shouldn't see the spirit of the world upon me. They got to see the spirit and the anointing of God upon my life. That was the difference here. So the evil spirits are saying, hey, we know the difference. We have, uh, you know, we've, we've run into Jesus. We've run, remember Jesus had cast out devils uh, in numbers. Now the demons are saying, we know Jesus. Why? We know him by the power of the anointing of God and the spirit of God that was in Jesus. Remember when when Jesus began uh, and he was baptized, what do we see? We saw a dove come upon his herd as a symbol of the Spirit of God. And the Bible records, it says, uh, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus was anointed. The demons knew that. That was the difference. Paul, as well, he was anointed. That was the difference. Now, the sons of Siva, they are using the name of Jesus. They want to try and use this powerful name, and yet they got no anointing of God in them. It was just an empty religious talk. They did not even fellowship with Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm pointing out something here. There are so many Christians who are called Christians, who call upon the name of God. But when you look in their eyes, you look in their spirit, they got no spirit of God. It threatens me uh, and, and it frightens me because even in my life, I got to be careful. It's not my religiosity that the world needs. It's not my attention that the world needs. It is the attention of the spirit of the living God because the Bible says where the spirit of the sovereign God is, there is liberty, meaning freedom comes where the spirit of God is. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Have you been indwelled by the Holy Spirit? What is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? It's not to make you and me so happy only. It is for us to manifest in the power of the Holy Spirit. There is a purpose to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes in order to empower you and to empower me to do things for the kingdom of God, to move with the power of God, to move in the Spirit of God to bring healing, to bring transformation, to bring a tangible transformation in the hearts of the people. That is the purpose here. Let me go back to this story here. So these sands of Siva, they want to, you know, they want to use the name that they are not connected to. They want to use the name of Jesus Christ. They are not connected to him by fellowship. They are not connected to him through prayer. They got no spirit in them. They are, if you and me, if we know anybody who says, the name of Jesus, as Christians, we get excited. We think they are born again. 
It's only through the Spirit of God. That's why I like uh, doing these crusades. When you go to the crusades and the demons are manifesting, 10, 5, 6 of them. Now you stand there. Where is the power of the, of the living God? That is when you begin to understand. Are you really empowered by the Holy Spirit? Or you just have, or you just know the Word of God? There's a difference to know the Word of God. There's a difference to know Jesus Christ. There's a difference to be in the church church there's a difference to be a Christian and that difference that we're looking for is the difference that only the Holy Spirit can make in our lives here are the signs of Siva as they begin they try to deceive the people the demon has them and tells them I know Jesus why his anointing I know and I recognize Paul why his anointing but who are you these are the demons. They are asking these people, who are you? You got nothing of the, of, the, of the same spirit that Jesus had. Look, people of God, what when people see you in the world, you tell them, I'm a Christian. If the demon was to look into your eye, would it say, I know Christ? I know Paul? Or will it say, I know you too? Because of the tangible anointing of God through the Holy Spirit that is in you. That is the difference here. And here the story continues. Then the man who had the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them all, and prevailed against them so that they ran out of that house naked and wounded. This became known to everyone who lived in Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks. Now, the demons had to beat these men down. Now, you're asking yourself, these men were mentioning the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, just because you, you call or you mention the name of Jesus Christ doesn't mean you got the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ. You got to connect to the power of God through salvation, through fellowship, and through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is why many people can preach, can say things. There is no spirit of God whatsoever. The demons are asking in this world, who are you? Christ we know. Paul we know. All those old prophets we know. All those New Testament men and women of God of the, of the book of Acts we know. Who are you? If the demon was to ask me that question, I'm standing, I'm looking, I'm saying, God, I need you more. I need you in my life. Not just for me to show a people uh, who I am as a Christian. I want you, Father, to manifest through my life so that people can see you in my life. Now look what happened to the people of that community. The Bible records that then fear fall all, on all of them and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified and many who had become believers came confessing and disclosing their practices while many of those who had practiced magic collected their books and bent them in front of everyone so they calculated the value and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. In this way, the Lord's message flourished and prevailed look we undervalue the name of God we undervalue the Holy Spirit we are to connect to him through fellowship what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit you may be asking this question. It's not for us to roll down on the carpet. Yes, that may happen. It's just a cause of when he comes upon you. It's either you're going to speak in tongues. It's either you're going to shake 
in your life. But that does not end there. It is an, in, it, it is like a, an announcement to say, look, the Holy Spirit is coming upon you so that you can do two things. You can go out there and demonstrate or illustrate the character and the nature of God. You can go out there and be what God would be to those who are poor, those who are in need, those who are lacking in the spirit. That is what the purpose of the Holy Spirit is about. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is not for me to brag of how anointed I am. It's not for me to brag how powerful I am. That is not the purpose. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to be a channel or a conduit through which God can touch those who are broken, who have got their hearts that are broken. What is the purpose of the Spirit of God that you have? Is it just for you to feel good? Is it for self-importance? Absolutely not. I am praying and I am crying to God to bring the church back to its original state of knowing and understanding the goal and the purpose and the plan of God and why God has given us so much into the kingdom of God so that we can touch lives. We can transform lives. When people see us as Christians, we shouldn't even say to them, I am a Christian. They got to feel the anointing of God. They got to feel the fire of God. They got to see the fire of the Spirit of God in our eyes. They got to do that. I want to give you an example. As I was preaching not too long ago in Prince Albert, I finished preaching and uh, what happened was that one lady, she was in the audience there and she is part of a gang member. It, it freaked me out as well. She was part of the gang member. As we finished preaching, we finished preaching the word and I was praying for people she came forward to me. She said she wanted to surrender the item, the drugs, and the guns that she had. I was like, wow. I have only seen this when I preach in Africa, when people bring their voodoo or witchcraft, not a gun, not drugs. And I'm looking at myself. I'm asking God, why would this lady do that? It is because the power of the Holy Spirit was present in that place and it got to our heart and it changed our thinking. That is what we're looking for. The Holy Spirit is the only power that God has given us to bring transformation. You got to be a person crying for God, not just to be a Christian who is just known as a Christian but powerless. We want the power of God and it is very easy to walk in the power of God. You got to tap into the spirit and the anointing of God that is already in you. We're going to be doing the second part of this, this message and I will show you how you can ignite the fire of God. How you can ignite the power of the spirit of God and how you can be charged, supercharged and be a person through which God can touch many lives. The world is crying out. Souls are crying out and the kingdom of God is here crying out to those who have been indwelled by the Spirit of God. Go ye into the world. And when we say go ye into the world, we're not talking about going to Africa or any other nations. Just right in your neighborhood. And remember Jesus told his disciples, 
uh, as he said, go into the world. What did he say? Remain here, first of all. I will send another comforter. And then he said the other thing. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come for you. Why? Because they needed the power of the Holy Spirit to go into the world, to go and touch the lives. Now, as you're watching, you're telling me, you say, man of God, I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to give my life to the Lord. Just pray with me. Say, dear Jesus, I surrender my life to Jesus. I surrender to you. Forgive me my sins. Cleanse me and purify me. Give me a new beginning. And as we begin, we continue with another talk, uh, part, part two of this. I believe you are going to be impacted. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord empower you with his spirit. May you be a different Christian. Be known by the spirit of God and the anointing of God. Not the religious gabo-gabo stuff. We need Jesus to manifest in our lives. May you be empowered as you continue to watch this program. Write to us life at kazumbachows.com May the Lord bless you. Shalom. Shalom.